Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Listen, I'm coming back with my son from getting his hair cut. On the highway, we see the fire department. We see police. Apparently, a car, I don't know, either caught on fire or it exploded, but it was a charred shell on the highway and before we even got to the accident site coming down the road we see this this medical helicopter going straight to the hospital which was to the left of us and I'm and I'm telling my son whatever happened because we hadn't seen the the car wreck just yet i'm thinking it's it's a it was a, it was a fire because i'm seeing all this smoke and i was explaining to him that once someone gets airlifted to the hospital they are in dire straits it, something happened where the ambulance can't get there quick enough they need to put that person on this chopper and get them straight to the hospital and so we were talking about that, and that was another opportunity to teach my son about heaven and hell, eternity. Because any opportunity that the Holy Spirit gives me as a parent to let my son know that this life is temporary and that we don't know when. We will be snatched out of this bodysuit. So although he's 13 years old, he knows right from wrong. He absolutely knows what sin is. And so I any opportunity I get, I preach to him too the gospel that we cannot live a life of sin and expect to go to heaven. So as we you know, I'm telling him all about that. And then we get up on the highway and then we see, oh, this accident, whoever was in that car, beloved, when I tell you this car was nothing but a shell, it was a shell. And whoever was in that car, I pray that they are in Christ because whatever body came out of that car they are in a world of pain right now. So let, let's just pray that all goes well and that if they are not born again, I pray that the Lord of the harvest sends his messenger, the messengers to preach that soul, the gospel. So what I want to talk about today this lesson, we we did this lesson back in the early part of December. But after that accident, listen, 
we we must understand that eternity only offers us two destinations heaven or hell and then off to the lake of fire beloved listen okay the bible is absolutely crystal clear those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god that statement alone should make us tremble Beloved, let me quote the words of a beloved sister in Christ. Listen, without living a holy life, you will not be going to heaven. Read my lips. You will not be going to heaven. Jesus Christ did not did not die and suffer. So we can continue to live unrighteous unclean, unholy lives, end quote. Amen. And guess what? She's right. She's right because Jesus tells us the exact same thing through Paul. Because many times Paul has exhorted the body that the unrighteous will not be inheriting the kingdom of God. So, let us go to those scriptures real quick, okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Paul is asking a question. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he tells us, be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminates. Them are men who dress and behave very girlish. They are feminine. Yeah. Some may call them prissy. They not getting in. These are they that could be transvestites. They wear makeup, uh, female clothing, their their mannerisms and and speech is very very feminine feminine a male should not be feminine nor homosexuals nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of god and such were some of you but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. And then Paul, over here in Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21, well, he shows us what sins will keep us out of heaven. These are the 17 works of the flesh and every believer must know what these sins are. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, that's sexuality, overt sexual harlotry. This, this is where we set it out. It is all about sensual and sexual and being flirty and, and dressing like a harlot and a whoremonger, a gigolo, very, very flirtatious, sleeping around just oozing with sex and sex appeal. Mm-hmm. That's a sin. Idolatry, witchcraft, that includes sorcery. That also includes smoking, shooting, whatever, drugs that makes you high. Okay? That's witchcraft, and that's a sin. Yes, smoking weed, popping pills, is sin. What else is on this list? Strife, seditions, 
heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Yup, that's party. That's that's you turning up, sis. My brother, that's you turning up. Well, turning up is a sin. So, and such of the which um, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. And then we have Ephesians 5, 5. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolator hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Amen. So I can I can pull out many others, but we get the point, right? Those who practice sin won't be getting in, beloved. Listen. Let us not forget what Christ Jesus himself tells us in Revelation 21, verse 8. But as for the cowards and unbelieving and abominable who are devoid of character and personal integrity and practice or tolerate immorality and murderers, and sorcerers with intoxicating drugs and idolaters and occultists who practice and teach false religions and all the liars who knowingly deceive and twist truth. Well, their part will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Okay? Amen. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As your children, may we not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The price we pay for sin is death. That is why, Father, we must turn from our wickedness, turn from riotous living, turn from sexual immorality, turn from worldly lusts and passions, Turn from rebelling against you and turn to the only one that can save us, the Lord Jesus Christ. For in Christ, Father, we are now free to produce fruit in keeping with our repentance. We have been set free to live clean and holy lives. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. Amen. Jesus makes it clear in John 8, 12, when he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen. So, Father... The implication and expectation that if we are following Christ, then we will not walk in darkness. We need to repent, stop sinning, and go the other way, and henceforth walk in obedience to your word. Father, your word is clear that when we submit to God and resist the devil, he will flee from us. Amen. Holy Father, Revelation 12, 11 is ringing in my ears. 
And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the, unto the death. Amen. So, Father, I ask for wisdom today and strength and tenacity to keep teaching and preaching your word. Help me by your spirit to live clean, to encourage my brothers and sisters unto righteousness as we see the day of Christ's return fastly approaching. May Holy Spirit continues to train us in righteousness that leads to eternal life. May we put away all sin. May we resist the temptations of the devil, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. May your children come out from this evil, wicked world and be consecrated to you. Father, I pray for the saints that we hold fast to your word. Thank you, Father, for salvation. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for sending Jesus to save us. Thank you for sending us Holy Spirit. Thank you for your mercy. Hallowed be thy holy name. We love you, Father. We want you. We give you honor and reverence and worship this day. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, beloved. So, like I said, I've already taught on this lesson, but it must be repeated because we can't get enough of teachings that put the focus on eternity and not on the here and the now. People are going about their daily lives as if judgment and death is not headed toward all of us. Just like that individual in that car. I'm quite, no, in that burnt out car. Did not think that that was going to happen to them this afternoon when they woke up this morning, brushed their teeth, teeth, went to the bathroom, went to work, came home from work, jumped in the car and crashed. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it just blew up or if it was involved in an accident. All I know is that I drove past a charred out empty shell of a vehicle. I'm talking about the paint was stripped off. All you literally saw was a metal frame. No windows, nothing. And you can smell burning rubber. So I don't know what happened. What kind of crash could that have been for the person to be ear lifted? Because the hospital literally it's like maybe not even six minutes away from that site. But that person got airlifted though. So this is why teaching on eternity and the gospel and making sure you are in right standing with the father could never be exhausted. So let us talk about what does it mean that a person will not inherit the kingdom of God? Because we just read it in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Because eternity, like the title of the podcast says, only offers two destinations. Heaven or hell. That's it, beloved. Listen, there is no purgatory. 
There is no reincarnation. There is no floating around in some pseudo out of space jumping from one moonbeam to the next. No. It is either heaven or hell and then the final judgment. Hebrews 9.27 tells us exactly what will happen once we drop the bodysuit. As it is appointed once for man to die and after that comes judgment. Amen. Read it for yourself. Listen, beloved. We must be fully prepared to enter eternity to meet Jesus Christ. One way or the other, judgment will be pronounced. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, Jesus said, right, when he returns, it will be as it was, as it was in the days of Noah and Lot. People were doing today what they were doing then, eating and drinking and being married, marrying, giving into marriage. They were buying and selling and building and planting. They was just living life in sin. And what happened? Judgment. So Jesus says, just like then, when, when he returns, it's going to be just like that. Wickedness will be abound. So we want to make sure we are ready to meet the king of glory. So one way or the other, judgment will be pronounced. Either you will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. Jesus says this in Matthew 25, 23, as well, as well, as well in Matthew 25, 34. Listen to this. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen. Because, beloved, <clears throat> you do not want to hear him saying what he says over here in Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Okay, because this brings to my mind immediately Matthew 15, 8, because Jesus, although he was talking to these hypocritical Pharisees, but it rings true for us too, that how people honor him with their mouths, giving him lip service, honoring him, praying to him, but that heart is very, very far from him. There is no attitude of gratitude. There is no sincere commitment to walk in obedience. But everybody wants to claim the name though. Mm -hmm. Well, this is why we get Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not Jesus says, not everyone, thank you, Holy Spirit, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Amen. And as a side note, what is the will of God? The will of God is for people to come to the saving knowledge of his Son, through repentance, you can receive that free gift of salvation. That's the Father's will, that when you hear the gospel, you don't reject it. But you say, what must I do to be saved? And just like Peter, 
who stood up on the day of Pentecost when the question was asked of him and the brothers, he said, repent, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Yes, because back over here, Matthew 7, verse 22, because Jesus was saying, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work lawlessness. Nope, beloved. You're not going to want to hear that. Because Revelation 2015 tells us that if your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. The Bible says that's the second death. That is the eternal separation from God and from Jesus Christ that Romans 6.23 speaks of because the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. And that death there is talking about this second death that lake of fire, you will be separated from God. Yes, beloved. So when Jesus says that he will say to them, I, <clears throat> I never knew you, he, he will be completely and totally justified because he tells us in John, John 10, 27, who his true sheep are. John 10, 27 to 30, Jesus says that his sheep, his true sheep knows him and he knows them. They listen, follow and obey Jesus. So we, we could be doing a lot of works in Jesus name. Yeah. Prophesying. Yeah. Casting out demons. Yeah. Performing miracles. But are you living clean and holy though? Because these false prophets and, and many in the body will say to Jesus, Oh, but I did this in your name, expecting that their works, even though they say they doing it in Jesus name. They believe that their works alone is enough to get them into heaven. And this is why in right Holy Spirit, how do we know that to be so? Because this is the first thing out of their mouths is about their works. They didn't say, but Jesus, I repented. I lived a good life. I put away all sin. I, I worked with Holy Spirit. He, he trained me in righteousness. No. Cause you want to know why these who will say that were not walking with Holy Spirit. They were living by their flesh. They, their lives were characterized by sin. And then these be the bishop and the prophet and prophetess and the pastor and the, and the deceived goats and tares who think that what they do for Christ is sufficient. No, you got to live clean and holy. And this is where we keep running into false doctrines and destructive heresies coming out of the false church that keep teaching people that it don't matter how you live. You still get to go to heaven because of God's grace. Beloved. Mm -mm. And this is where twisting of the scriptures 
come into play. Listen, these people, two things are going on with these, these charlatans in the pulpit. They are either outright counterfeiters. Jesus did not send these people at all. For them, this is a money-making scheme. Okay? For them, church is big business. And then you have some that were called by Jesus, but they got corrupted along the way. They were on the right path, but then they got off the right path and followed in the footsteps of Balaam. Beloved, please study 2 Peter chapter 2. It tells us all about these false prophets. So... That's why Jesus will be completely justified when, when he tells them, depart from me, I never knew you. Because Jesus knows those who listen, follow, and obeys him. Yes, beloved. So listen, okay? Let me give you a few more scriptures about not, <clears throat> not inheriting the kingdom of God. Listen, Hebrews 10, 26 is talking to the church. Okay. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there are there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. Amen. Because our as the, as the scripture goes on to say that our only expectation Okay, listen, if, if you continue, where's my bell? Okay, if you and I continue to willfully, perpetually, vigorously, habitually keep on sinning, our only expectation is not the kingdom of heaven, beloved. It is fiery judgment. That's what we can expect if we continue to live a life of sin, claiming the name. Yes. So here we go. First Corinthians 15, 50. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Amen. Paul is saying that those who are not born again, because I know many in the body of Christ claim they are born again. Listen, my hand is the first to be raised. I too thought I was born again way back in 2002. Okay. The problem was I had not put on the new man. I did not turn from sin. Okay, I made, uh, to be honest, I made a half-hearted attempt to be a Christian. Okay, because now knowing what I know now, especially what John teaches us in 1 John 3, that we can tell who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. And then he says, those who who do not practice righteousness is of the devil. Well, I was not practicing righteousness. Not at all. Listen, a veil was covering me. I, 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 I didn't get it that we are to live holy going forward. Christ says, for us to go, comma, and sin no more. I didn't get that memo. I can tell you what memo I did get from the bishop that God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be wealthy, healthy, and wise. All you got to do is bring him money and he will shower down his blessings and favor on you. Mm -mm. I was so deceived and I'm not the only one, but glory be to God. We heard the real gospel. 
and repented for real, for real, and got born again. Listen, this didn't happen for me until 2019. That that whole time, I'm thinking, you know, once saved, I'm always saved. Once I'm in the family, hmm, I'm always in the family. God knows my heart. I, To me, repenting was confessing 1 John 1, 9. And not having any intention on walking holy afterwards. No, I thought that it was good enough for me to keep asking for forgiveness. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But then there was no turning in righteousness. No, beloved, I was completely deceived. John 8, 11 teaches us the pattern. Now that we are no longer condemned, just like the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery. Once Christ told her, well, I don't condemn you either. He says, go, and then there's a comma, and sin no more. That's how we walk after Christ forgives us when we are no longer condemned. Sin forgiven. Going forward, he commands and expects, but he commands for us to walk in holiness and we can do it. You want to know how? Not by our own merits, but by Holy Spirit. He sent us a teacher, the teacher, Holy Spirit of God now lives on the inside of us, directing us and guiding us and leading us to be holy. It's not impossible. As some say, it's not impossible. It's only impossible for the ones who don't want to stop sinning. Come to find out, it's easy. It depends on where your focus is. If your focus is not on God, not on Jesus, not listening to Holy Spirit, if it's not on eternity, then this sanctification is going to be hard for you. Yes, it will. You cannot grieve Holy Spirit and think you will live a life of peace. You want to know why? Because your mind, just like mine was, governed by the flesh. The Bible tells us that the mind that is governed by the flesh is death. Eternal life is when we walk with Holy Spirit producing fruit of the spirit beloved so what else we got here so many i'm gonna give you one more let me find let's find a good one okay and see uh-huh yep mm-hmm time to come oh 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 whoo. here we go first peter 4 17 mm-hmm for it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Amen. Listen, Paul, no, Peter asks a very important question because he says that judgment begins at the house of God. So if it begins with us, okay, because Jesus says that many will not <laughs> be, it, it's not funny, okay? Jesus says that many will be on that broad way and only few, few will find the gate that is straight. It is difficult to get to heaven, beloved. Don't let these wolves in sheep's clothing think that it is easy. It is not. No, that's why Jesus says to pick up our cross, deny ourselves. He says to be his follower, 
You got to give up everything. You can't love no one more than him. That's why he says to strive to enter through the narrow door. You want to know why? It's difficult. You want to know why? People love sin. And then he says that many will not be making it into heaven. And so when we see scriptures like 1 Peter 4, 7, that if followers are barely getting in, right? Well, then what will be the outcome for sinners? Yes. So that tells my little pea brain that, hmm, we can sit up here and claim the name all we want. It's not guaranteed you're going to get in, beloved. So we need to stop, stop being hypocrites with ourselves because we are not pulling nothing over on Jesus. You right. He knows your heart. So please stop using that as, as a cop out, a simple excuse to what excuse your bad, wrong, rebellious behavior. Listen, Jesus is not going to give us a pass just because we keep saying, well, he knows my heart. I'm trying. No, you're not. You think you are buying time. Just like the person, no doubt in that car, thought they too had all the time to keep playing with Jesus or outright rejecting him. Mm-mm. I, I pray that that person makes a full recovery. And if they are not born again, cry out to the living God, save me. I repent. I don't want this world anymore. I want you, Jesus. Cover me with your precious blood. Forgive me of my sins. I was wrong. You right. I, I need a savior. Save my wretched soul. Oh, beloved, I'm telling you. Because I can go on and on. There are a plethora of scriptures that warns us about the consequence and the dangers of perpetual habitual sin. There is great deception among those who think they can claim the name and still be in willful sin and inherit God's kingdom. Listen, those in sin justify sin. Those in sin condone their sin. Those in sin make light of their sin. Those in sin fight for their sin. These are they who will staunchly debate you about what is obvious in the scriptures. God hates sin. Always have from Genesis to Revelation, he has always hated sin. So if we continue in practicing those things which holy God hates, we will not inherit nor have any share in his kingdom. Because those who want to hold on to their fleshly desires and Jesus at the same time will argue that God is in fact li favorable, lenient towards them and that the Bible doesn't really mean that homosexuality is an abomination. They love to pull out that Jesus understands them. Mm -mm. And that God would never tell us not to follow our hearts. These are the arguments one engages 
when they simply do not want to stop sinning. I can't say it enough on the podcast. They want what they want and they will adulterate the scriptures. They will twist the scriptures. They will cherry pick the scriptures just to appease their guilty consciences. They are deceived and deluded, beloved. And listen, we too was once there. Okay? Listen, like like them, we too lived in a false reality that God is just okey-doke with sin. In all reality, the bottom line is that once we repented, and come to Christ through faith, we must, beloved, must henceforth walk in obedience as we are led by Holy Spirit who, listen, trains us in righteousness and teaches us the word of God so that we may obey the Father so that by it, we may listen, follow, and obey Jesus and thus inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, beloved. Okay. We strive daily to stay out of anything that would perpetually Keep us sinning against the one who died and shed his blood so that we don't face the wrath of God that is surely coming. Now that we are in the light, Christ Jesus, I don't see what the problem is Mm -mm. because you too won't see what the problem is because You too have had that veil lifted off. It makes perfect sense now, don't it? What makes perfect sense now? Christ Jesus wants us to walk as he walked in obedience. It's like the lights literally came on. Why didn't I could only speak for me? How come in 2002, as clear as a bell, look, as clear as this new bell I got, listen, you hear that? Mm-hmm. Well, how come I didn't hear all of this then? You want to know why? Mm-hmm. Three letters. S-I-N. That's why, that's why I couldn't hear because when you are in sin, you're not going to hear from heaven. You may think you are because you, you are in the word and you reading and you get emotional and you believe that this is Holy Spirit moving you in the spirit. It is so different. It's so different where you Never expect to hear from Jesus because we think we hear from Jesus just by reading his word. Come to find out that when the Holy Spirit is truly in you, you hear his voice. The Holy Spirit conveys messages from heaven and you just be writing this down. And you know these are not your thoughts. These are not your thoughts thoughts at all and then you turn around and you you see it in scripture and be like wait a minute this is what the Lord said and I'm telling you it's like confirmation after confirmation that what you heard was not your thoughts I'm I'm, I am a witness beloved when I tell you Christ speaks to those who are his. No, it is not an audible voice, but you hear it in your spirit and it is just as loud as, as if he's standing right there 
eyeball to eyeball. I can't sufficiently explain it. You want to know why? It is supernatural. All I know is that it happens. I ain't trying to be spooky. I ain't trying to be super deep. I'm telling you what I know. Jesus speaks to those who are his. Yes, beloved. And I'm not talking about him giving us new revelation to add to the word of God. No, I, I, I can't. I can't speak on what he speaks to you about, but what he speaks to me about is to continue in his message that he gave me. Repent or perish. That is what he wants me to tell the people. Okay, because when I do that, people say, yeah, but God is love. How come you're not out here preaching about, well, God is love because that message is just too harsh. Well, do you not know that God demonstrated his love to humanity by sending us Christ Jesus? But guess what? Humanity, by and large, rejects Jesus. So it was love hanging up there on the cross, dying for the sins of the world. It was love who gave up his life. That's love. Love is repentance. Repentance is the love language of heaven. Listen, the Bible tells us that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner who repents. Yes. So, we must be truly born again, beloved. So, what else I want to... Oh, I think I'm almost done. Look at this. Let me see. What else do I want to say? Yeah, because... Like I was saying, I don't, I don't know what the problem is because see now it's, it's, it's truly so obvious and we missed this because our focus was not on Christ. When your whole life is Christ is a game changer is a game changer. Your life will be completely different. So it is either his word or walking in disobedience because there's no two ways about it. Living clean, being holy, living righteously in the sight of holy God is the only way to live in eternity in the presence of God. Yes, beloved, because Corinthians, right? Did we not just read that how flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God? Paul is saying that you must be born again in that natural, unregenerated state. You cannot go to heaven. You must have God's Holy Spirit living on the, excuse me, living on the inside of you must you listen i'm telling you that i, I don't want to keep sounding like a parrot but holy spirit keeps wanting me to drive home the point we cannot live in willful sin claiming that we are children of god First John 3 says that the one who is born again well guess what cannot he's saying that it is impossible to go on sinning when you have God's righteous character living on the inside of you it's not possible he's not saying that we have reached sinless perfection but we don't make it a practice to live in sin Beloved, it is one thing to miss the mark. Although we, we must examine our lives so that those missed marks 
may be few and far in between, but we do have an advocate in heaven, Jesus Christ. 1 John 1, 9 is true that when we confess our sin, God is faithful and just, and he will forgive us of our sin and cleanse us, purge us from all unrighteousness. And going forward, we sin no more, not some more. Paul over there in Romans 6, Romans chapter 6. It is truly all about now that we are born again. Do we continue to go on sinning, taking God's grace as a license to sin? And the answer is absolutely not. So there ain't no two ways about it. Listen, the mindset cannot be that although I'm living in this body that's prone to sin. No, back that train up, girl. The mindset must be. The mindset must be. Although, okay, I'm living in this godless world ran by Satan. God is sovereign. Let us not forget that. Okay. Living in this world where those who are perishing are being blinded from the gospel because of the God of this world, right? The mindset of born again children of the most high God is that although I'm living in a body that's prone to sin, that still have lustful desires, but I will not be mastered by it. I shall walk in obedience because, beloved, in closing, at the end of the day, only those who come to God, who draws them, through faith in Jesus are declared by God to be righteous. Study Romans 3, 21 to 26. Only they will inherit God's kingdom. Listen, beloved. Okay. I'm going to let you go. But listen to this. Our hatred for sin becomes greater as we spiritually mature, the hallmark of a true Jesus follower is the decreasing presence of sin in his life, in that person's life. By the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, we are, we are able absolutely to resist and overcome sin. Why? Because Jesus defeated sin at the cross. Nailed it. Not only that, but he defeated death. He's still alive. Let us not forget he is still alive. Sitting at the right hand of God. Making intercessions for the saints. Christ Jesus is praying that we don't fail and fall away from our faith. Amen. So, lukewarm Christians, y'all better repent. Y'all better stop it, okay? Because you can't keep playing both sides of the fence. And you know who you are. You know in your heart you love Christ. But for some reason, you keep slipping up. Why? Why? intentionally doing this against God on purpose, vigorously. That's why Paul says that these instruments, these, these bodies, we should not use them as instruments for unrighteousness, but for righteousness. Because he was saying that, and I'm paraphrasing, okay, it's over there in Romans chapter 6 that, I'm paraphrasing, okay, 
that that same energy that we put in to do what is wrong will keep that same energy, but now put it for righteousness. Mm -hmm. Keep that same energy that how you were hell bent on sinning and you enjoyed every bit of it. Well, keep that same energy, but now be eternity bent on doing what is right. Amen. So. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> One sentence. Okay. The Bible provides lists of the types of people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. But it also tells us who will inherit the kingdom of God. Read, read y'all's Bible. That's the homework for tonight. Amen. Amen. Father, we are so blessed to have you as our living God who promises a new heaven and a new earth. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 7. Comfort. It, it comforts your children. Who haven't endured until the end shall inherit your kingdom. You tell us through John. When Jesus gave him this huge revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, vanished. And there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, arrayed like a bride, adorned for her husband. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the tabernacle of God is among men and he will live among them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Amen. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be death. There will no longer be sorrow and anguish or crying or pain for the former order of things has passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, right. For these words are faithful and true. They are accurate incorruptible and trustworthy. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end to the one who thirsts. I will give water from the fountain of the water of life without cost. Amen. Verse seven, he who overcomes because beloved, this is the one who will inherit the kingdom of God. He who overcomes the world by adhering faithfully to Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior will inherit these things and I will be his God. Hallelujah. And he will be my son. Amen. So thank you, Father. Glory be to your name. Amen. So, beloved, that's the one who will inherit the kingdom of God. Not the one who is still smoking weed, claiming the name. Not the one who is still practicing fornication and adultery, claiming the name. These are the ones who will inherit the kingdom of God. The one who overcomes the world. And how do we overcome the world? Well, we do it by adhering faithfully 
to Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's the one who will inherit all these things. Amen. Glory be to God. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Bad company, be not deceived, will corrupt your good morals. Arise to righteousness. That means come to your senses as you ought to and stop sinning. Amen. Amen. Lord willing, beloved, I'm telling you, it's rough. It's rough, but it's going to get greater later. If you don't give up, if you if you abide, remain in Jesus, he said, you will inherit eternal life, but we got to stick close to the one who died and shed the blood. We must be able to hear his voice and you can't hear it if you are still lying and stealing and fussing and cussing and cutting up. No, beloved, put it all away. Be holy, live clean, trust in the Lord and you shall be saved. Amen, amen. And Lord willing, Until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.